1: What is going on, Rotogrinders? Dean here. That's Dean 7904. If you want to get all technical as far as the DFS handle today, we're not talking daily fantasy sports. We're actually actually gonna be taking a walk down memory lane, a little bit of a nostalgia show, and bringing us all the way to 2020 when it comes to uh the sports card collecting memorabilia world. Uh gonna bring in first. You guys know him. If you don't know his face, you know him from his rotor grinders work. It's one Simon Edwards. Simon, what's going on, dude? Uh, we're gonna be talking some baseball cards, and of course, you have a lot to say about that as well. Uh, and you're also, we should say at the end of this, if you guys stick around long enough, you're gonna take us all the way to 2020 because you will be opening a uh, what is this now? The Panini Contenders Optics football. Like you know, old guys like me, we have no idea what this is, what I'm talking about. <laughs> but uh, we opened one the other day. It's a, you should, you're super excited. Tell us about it.
2: Yeah, it's it's uh it's a hobby box of uh, Panini Contenders Optic hobby box. Uh, NFL, and it's the 2019 box. Uh, we opened one the other day, and we got a Nick Bosa rookie card in it, so that was pretty cool. And we will see what we get in this one. It contains typically two autographs and an insert card, so we'll we'll see what we uh, draw from it.
1: Uh, also, going to bring in, of course, Don West. You guys know him from Shop at Home. You know him from TNA. Uh, Don, by the way, you, I don't know if you saw that box being held up, and uh, like you, I believe, uh, but like me, I think you're still sort of, uh, kind of figuring out what's going on 2020 and then the, uh, the collectibles world. Do you know how many cards are in that box?
3: I have no idea, uh, to be honest with you. I, when, when you were showing me that Panini box, I, in, in my head, I was going back to like 1994, 95 and, we started the Collector's Edge uh, football cards. I don't know if you remember those. Dick Buckets was our spokesperson, and he would come on and do the show with us. And It just took back memories how everybody started coming up with their brand. So, no, that is completely foreign to me. I would guess there's, what, uh, 50 cards in the box? Simon?
2: <laughs> well, there's one pack of six cards, Don. In a box? Yeah. <laughs> in a box. Yep. This is uh, this is actually what the box looks like on the inside. So there's a lot of pad in there. Oh my uh, goodness. For that pack of cards to sit in.
3: It's the sizzle, not the steak, I guess. <laughs> exactly. Yep. They, and they how much does this box the cost, pads.
2: Simon? Um, this particular box, I bought it off eBay for $130. What? <laughs>
1: yeah, and it's exactly, six a uh, yeah.
2: and and since I've bought it, uh, we've seen it listed at uh, about 160 to 190 dollars right now.
3: So it was a good so investment. I mean, there you it's, go. It's it's
2: gone up so quick. So yeah.
3: Simon, what's the catch to it? What is it? Uh, what is it you're looking for?
2: I'm looking is there for like
3: a special high- helmet cards, or they're special like uh, jerseys, or something, or.
2: I believe they do have uh, special jersey cards. the The card that I'm looking for is a uh, is a Kyler Murray autographed gold card. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I believe it's a one of one. So there's only one card in existence. So they got a lot of scarce cards in these sets. A lot of variations that have very few cards in, in those variations. So there's a lot of value now in card collecting, uh, and and the cards are all beautiful. And I can show you, uh, Miles Sanders autograph rookie card. That's from Ooh. the same set. This is a looks blue. Looks like an version. old
3: refractor card. Remember the refractors?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, tops
3: refractors now, or, yeah, that's what that looks like.
2: Yeah. And, and this uh, particular one is a blue variant. And on the back, it's serial numbered 147 of 149. So there's only 149 of this, of this card in existence. So that's that's uh, what they've done to kind of cure the scarcity issues that we had in the in the 90s and the 80s and the 2000s early 2000s.
1: Which uh, that's a good segue, Simon, because we're gonna get a little nostalgia now, go down memory lane. And before we do that, let's just kind of remind people, in case people, Don, people, somebody's not aware of you, uh, tell them your, your position, your, your history in the sports car collecting world.
3: Well, and um I joined the Shop at Home Network in 91 and shortly thereafter, I used to sell knives, believe it or not, and I did a knife show. And, uh, from there, uh, I took over the sports card show and uh, to kind of give an, uh, people an idea, and it, again, this had to do with the growth of the, uh, the cable television industry and, and the growth of, of, you know, being able to get Places, but we went from doing about three million dollars a year in in sports cards and memorabilia to almost 150 million uh, from like '95 on. It was it was incredible what happened. Um, and, and back then, remember in the '90s, uh, you didn't have 750 channels, so. I was on from midnight till eight in the morning. A lot of people remember the, they'd be flipping at two or three in the morning and there'd be the guy screaming with a pile of baseball cards in the middle of four. <laughs> sometimes and, swimming too. Sometimes swimming. And, uh, that was, yeah. And, and that was me. And, and it was huge because the only thing I was up against was infomercials. And, um, probably h b o or something, but it was so uh big at that time, and the growth of the business uh kind of went up neck and started in eighty nine and it had just started booming. But when we first started, I kid you not Dean and uh we had a board behind us, and there would be single cards, you know like a fifty nine Bob Gibson or a you know fifty five Kofax or a you know sixty two mantle and we just had them scattered everywhere and it was, uh, for people that had the giant satellite dishes. And if you had a giant satellite dish in your backyard, you could get, you'd have to find the, the satellite, Galaxy 6 or whatever, and they could get the show. And, and people would talk one-on-one. I had like five operators that were taking calls. That's how small we were. And, and Charlie Sheen used to buy all the time. And, and you'd have, yeah, oh yeah, he was a huge, and he would come in and he'd be like, okay, zoom in on the corners of that car. Let me check the corner. Can you turn the card around? And we were literally selling cards two and 300 bucks at a time, you know, or f- it could be 10,000 bucks at a time, depending on the car. And that's how we started. And then as we grew and the cable grew, uh we, we started finding vendors that could supply us, you know, ways to bundle these things. And, it became this late night phenomenon and, and I'm not kidding you. It was, it's still to this day. And I've done professional wrestling. I've done, you know, so many different things in life, um, uh, radio and television. And, but to this day, more people remember the baseball card show, I think, or the sports card show or the memorabilia show, all the different, uh, than anything else and um, it it was that big at one time we were doing we didn't we sold almost a billion dollars in like five six years of of selling cards and and that was a, a you know just a small shop at home network it wasn't it wasn't home shopping and it wasn't QVC it was just shop at home and and we did it from midnight till eight in the morning. And it was crazy. Four nights a week, I'd scream and yell. And I mean, say, <laughs> look at this Jordan deal. We got Pitt Griffey Jr. rookie cards.
1: <laughs> I, I have a, I have a slew of questions. First of all, you said so you started starting at knives. Uh, did you like sports or you just saw like a, an opening in the market and you kind of gravitated to it?
3: No, buddy. I've been collecting baseball cards since okay. I was four, four years old. Um, and sports and is just, that's my, it's just been my passion. And, and baseball is uh I'm kind of a an old baseball uh trivia guru kind of guy and and uh just loved it. And and I remember a true story and I always tell it when I was a little kid and I always had my baseball cards everywhere I went. My dad was working on the car and he was like, Help me work on it. I'm like, you don't understand, I'm putting them into teams. And he's like, Son, you'll never make a dollar selling baseball cards. <laughs> <laughs> and uh he was wrong. But
2: um Don, tell so, me yeah. how much you sold. What's that? Tell tell them how much you sold. He said one billion. Is that like well, right? that well what over?
3: Yeah. yeah, you know, well over a billion dollars worth. Uh, we sold through the network without question.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. So how did you uh? Was that like syndicated? Like and like you said, you hit an interesting point as far as you. This will never happen again in history, just because no. of the advancement of channels is just not possible. And I well what what you would, were up against, Ron Papiel,
3: basically. Like you're what saying. would what would happen is you're back then. In the 90s, uh, and they still do it today. Your, your like your history channels or your Discovery channels at two o'clock in the morning, they sell their time, and they would. That's why you know you wake up to this day, you might find an infomercial at three, at three a.m. Well, they would sell their time. Well, we were taking over all this time in all these different markets, and we started adding market by market: New York here, Chicago there, Boston there, L.A., and different parts of the night we would get different. Big, big media markets would jump in. But from like 2 o'clock to 4 in the morning, we were in 80 million homes. At midnight, I might be in 20 million homes. But but people would always tell me, uh, like Jeff Jarrett in the wrestling business and stuff would tell me, he would pull into a hotel at 3 o'clock in the morning and you, you just flip in the channels, and when you hit the history channel, it wasn't doing anything there, but it was a guy screaming and selling baseball cards. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. So that's kind of how it happened. We could just buy the airtime from these channels that were selling their airtime in the middle of the night.
1: You were definitely on in South Florida. I watched you for short. But What is that like a ballpark? Like, what does that cost? I'm just curious. Like, what does it, what does it cost to be on? Or it's different per market. Obviously it's probably no well. I'm just curious like what that would would
3: back then. Not as much as you'd think, uh, I would say today it probably it might even be less because there's so many channels, but um they were doing anything they could to, to to get rid of the time. So you would buy it in bulk. You would say, hey, we're buying it every night from two to four. You know, it's going to be shop at home, not particular. So I couldn't tell you the cost themselves, but we did it everywhere. So obviously it was worth it. Where'd you get your inventory? I guess you just bought people out in bulk. Uh, that would kind of be my guess. Oh, I, we had five or six big time vendors. Um, uh, there was always people bringing stuff in and, and, you know, there's always different suppliers of different products, but we had, we had a, about five or six people that were constantly, um, you know, getting closeouts and putting I mean, we sold some of the craziest stuff. I mean, it was, if Duracell made a set, we'd find it and we'd sell it. If, um, <laughs> You know, McDonald's had a set. We'd find it, we'd sell it. And, and, but I had, I had different vendors that would supply the product for the most part. Some of them were correct.
1: Simon, were you, uh, did you remember you getting nostalgic as well? Did you watch Don as a
2: child when you were younger? Oh yeah, yeah. Don, Don's a legend in the, in the card industry. And, and all I spent my money on when I was a kid was sports cards. So yeah, very familiar with Don before I met him, uh, when we worked at TNA together. Uh, but, yeah, another thing with Don, like he was such a uh, a pop icon in that in that era that uh, Saturday Night Live actually Will did Ferrell. a skit. Yeah, yeah, with uh, Will Ferrell was playing uh, Don West in the in the skit. So he, he did like
3: uh, three different ones. He did three different ones. And what happened there was, it turned out I guess Will Ferrell was a huge fan of the show, and we had we had had a Shack plaque that we were selling. Wow. And uh, oh, the the guy had sent me the sample, and for some reason the glue didn't hold. So I'm showing the plaque, and it's Shack. <laughs> all these rookie cards, and the cards started falling off because the glue wasn't holding. And my partner freaks out, and I'm trying to think on my feet, and, I'm, and I went, "You mean the cards can come off the plaque? We can change <laughs> the cards if we want, you know? Like it was a like it was a feature instead of a failure.
1: <laughs> and it's a I feature, heard, not a bug."
3: It's yeah, and I heard that Will Ferrell just died laughing. And they ordered one, had it shipped there, and they used that exact plaque that we were selling to do the first skit. And of course they had the cards falling off and they do the whole thing. And then of course they did a couple others. They did one where we sold a Scotty Pippin head and it looked like a four year old had built this out of paper mache. And, <laughs> and it was the craziest thing. And then they did one where with the star Wars thing had restarted up again. Uh, we had Mark Hamill on our show. And then a week later he was on, on Saturday night and they had us selling Mark Hamill and um, it was pretty wild. That was a pretty big deal back then to be on Saturday Night
2: Was Mark Hamill a, a big sports card fan, or what was his deal?
3: Well, it was just Star Wars. was. And yeah. They were doing all the remakes and everything was starting yeah. off in the mid-'90s, and, and he was on our show, and we were selling a bunch of Star Wars product, and we did a special show with him, and then he went on theirs, and, of course, they had him – basically, Will Ferrell was selling Mark Hamill to the public to do things. And and uh, uh, Harrison Ford ended up buying him in the end of the skit. So it was kind of funny. It's still – you can get him pretty – the hard one to find is the Scottie Pippen. That's a hard one. But the Shaq Black and the Mark Hamill, you can find them on YouTube anywhere.
1: Did you ever uh, communicate with Will Ferrell? Did he ever, like, drop you a line? Or did you have any idea? Like, did he, does he know – like, I don't know if you would ever run into it anyway, or it'd be kind of funny to have a conversation about it, but I guess. The...
3: In, indirectly, but not directly. Yeah. You know, through through the people that put, the, you know, the writers put this stuff together and all that, but indirectly, not directly, but, but I heard they watched it all the time, because we were always on Saturday night, and they had it on, and it was, uh, you know, he's a big sports fan, and it was something big.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, SNL is famous for pulling all-nighters. The writers just pull all-nighters in writing, and that I would imagine it's probably on in the background. <laughs> that oh, kind yeah, of we, makes sense.
3: <laughs> every Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, we were on from midnight to late in the morning every single uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. I did that for about eleven years. Crazy.
1: That, that's that's uh, a wild uh, man. That's that that is a uh, one. I'm trying to just quantify one billion, Simon, and I can't. That just seems like so
3: much money in so many cards. Uh, I sold and, them.
2: And... Go ahead, Don.
3: I was just going to say I sold a chewed up old T206 Honus Wagner for like $80,000 and it looked like it was in someone's wallet for 80 years. Uh, we, it was crazy time. We, we got to see the boom and then we saw the fall and, and I can tell you what happened and it's kind of, you know, it just became one of those crazy things where more had to be better and it wasn't and it wrote and therefore stretched. it actually, you didn't know what to collect. Every brand had 20 off brands and you brought up that, that $150 box. Well, they started selling packs for 50 bucks and 40 bucks and it took it away from the kids and it took away from collecting and, and, um, and then of course you found out these card companies were making billions of these things and you, nobody knew what to get anymore and it just right around the time i left it the market started crashing and the and it's never really recovered other than what's going on now what you were telling me about Simon.
2: yeah yeah most of those uh, most of those old companies have gone out of business um uh, i believe fleer got bought out by upper deck score leaf and donruss got bought by panini so, yeah. there's really, there's very few companies in it now. It's top Baseball is just tops now, isn't it? Topps and Bowman, I think.
3: It, well, and that's really to, the same company. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think, uh, I think Panini does some baseball cards, but, uh, Panini owns the exclusive to, uh, NFL and, uh, something else too. And, oh, NFL and NBA, I believe. Yeah. I was watching
1: the Jack of all trades documentary. It talks about baseball cards and things like that. Um And the, it kind of talked about the, the Ken junior card. And I think you're sort of alluding it to it there, Don, as far as the, the uh, upper deck. Yeah. And apparently they're just making cheats of just that one card.
3: And like, they were, go ahead. Dean, there's no way of knowing if yours was from eight, 1989 or 1997, uh, to be honest with you. I mean, it. it that's a sad thing because it was such a great set. What they came up with in 89 was brilliant. Yeah. And um, then they just kept printing things and printing those sets. I mean, the 89 sets, complete sets, were being printed five years later. It, I mean, again, I can't prove any of that, but, I mean, it's like they said. But, you know, the, that Jack of all trades video really showed – everything this here's this guy who doesn't know much about cards and all of a sudden his dad's collection and he's got just cards upon cards upon cards and it's worth nothing you know that was the sad takeaway from jack of all trades it's he thought he had a retirement he thought he had three million dollars worth of cards there and sadly the, the the market just crashed and those they just made so many cards in the 80s and 90s
1: yeah, I was surprised. You, you, uh, you were talking about the flooding of the market and like, of course, the Griffey cars 89 and like in the 90s, like you said, they just got, to, they got greedy. And like you said, they just kept branching out in all different varieties and just kept popping them out and pumping them out. And you said your show was on till 2001. And like in my head, uh, maybe this is just me personally, my personal experience, but I sort of stopped collecting around 94, 95. So I don't know if like if that's what it was for everybody else, but that was just me. So that's my experience. But what do you think, uh, what can you pinpoint as far as the start of the decline?
3: Well, what actually happened with us was Michael Jordan and it became bigger than baseball cards. It became, you know, basketball cards and, and all this stuff and Jordan and Shaq and Kobe and everybody was entering the, entering the ring. And so there was so many other things to collect and Michael Jordan carried that business. There was a stretch from 94 to 2000 where probably 70% of everything we sold had some Michael Jordan product did it probably at some point. And um, so it wasn't so much just about baseball cards anymore. It became about memorabilia. And then it became about autograph memorabilia. And then it became about. Pods. Uh, yes. And then Beanie Babies was in there at some point <laughs> too. Uh, uh, you could find old videos of me selling Beanie Babies. But um, <laughs> it was just. The, the key was it was just so different. And, and we had a way of getting a lot for a little. And. Sadly enough, I mean, I, did Tiger Woods came. I remember selling Tiger Woods 1997 cards. It was this weird set and, and we were selling that card for five grand a pop, five grand a pop all day long. Who made that? Oh man, I'm trying to think of the company. It was a, it was a company. All they did was they made these, these golf carts. It was one year they made them. Yeah. And it was kind of a long, narrow golf cart and, um, I'll have to look it up, but for those that have that 97 Tiger Woods, that was supposed to be the, be the next new uh, 52 tops Mantle, but it, it ended up not being. Did you ever get into starting lineups? Yeah, we we sold a bunch of them on TV, but I never got into collecting them. But I yeah. love it. Yeah, we sold a bunch action figures and starting lineups and things like that. And, and um it's that was another, you know, we were branching out in all different ways of selling sports at that point. But uh, um I never collected starting lineups, but they sure were popular.
1: Yeah. Uh, how about yourself, Simon? You, you, you know what I'm talking about as, far as the starting lineups, the uh, the
2: figures. Yeah, I I did have a few of them. I was a big Bash Brothers fan, so I had yeah. uh Conseco and McGuire, but uh, I didn't I didn't delve too deep into that. I was more of a sports card guy and old Transformers stuff like that, stuff that uh, was quality products that were you know like not um, not entirely mass produced, but like you you can. Uh, still sell Transformers for a decent amount of money on eBay these days.
1: I don't know anything about that. Do you know anything about that, Don? Transformers? No. no. That's, <laughs> yeah, no, it's
2: nostalgic, not. uh, nostalgic, uh, toys. Like I had, uh, a bunch that I had from my, from when I was a kid and I was looking them up on eBay and there's actually a market for, uh, for old toys like that too. But, uh, yeah, sports cards, um, in the last 10 years or so, They've taken a, a turn towards quality as opposed to quantity, which is what's great about them now. Don and I owned a company in two thousand two thousand nine two thousand ten. Don. Wow. Where we were, yeah, where we were selling sports cards through uh, affiliate marketing, and we 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 just missed it by. Yeah, a we did. Years.
3: Yeah. We did. We we were trying to get it, get it rolling, and and I was going through some transitional periods too, and we all were. And, yeah. And uh it was timing, as always. It seems timing, but yeah, I, you were right. We we just, but but I think the difference today is is it's not the trading cards. You, you know, when I was a kid, it was about being a kid, and and yeah. you got your baseball cards, and that's why baseball players were so much more famous back then. Was every kid right. knew them because you had a your card, and you learned math on the back by <laughs> the statistics. I mean, it's how we learned how to, you know, in Little League, I could figure out my batting average by the time I you know got a single, and I knew. And, and it just, it meant something. And, and now it's more about the collector, not the kid. I mean, you don't you know kids can't go slap $150 for a box of six cards, you know? Right. No, so it, it's
2: definitely an, an investors game now. It's, yeah. it's more geared towards, towards investors and, and uh, long, long term value than it is towards like trying to build a set.
3: Man, it's, it's a big it's, Easter egg hunt.
2: Yeah. Uh, try so to I
3: buy it. It's a big Easter egg hunt now. You're trying to find
2: that
3: that Holy Grail, that Chris Bryant bat card that there's only two of, you know, and there's a silver version and a bronze version and a, you know, it just, it's, which is neat. If you get them, I can't believe the prices of some of these cards.
1: Well, one of the lines, uh, I watched again with that Jack of all trades that you appeared in uh, Donna, the documentary, uh, that somebody said like, who doesn't like presents? Everybody likes presents. Everybody likes opening things up. And like you said, like maybe if it's just geared towards collectors now, Simon, uh, you have to bring the kids in some way because those kids eventually grow up and get money and they have some money. They they have expendable income. So hopefully it's. I imagine there's other boxes that are cheaper <laughs> that has more cards in the actual set as opposed to those special inserts. Is that correct, Simon?
2: Um, yeah, they do have uh, cheaper, uh, cheaper ones. There's boxes of, you know, like Don Russ. You know, Panini puts out a Don Russ set. Those are pretty cheap uh if you get the prism base uh cards you can get those boxes when they first come out anyways for for a decent price eventually they appreciate in value because everybody wants them because they they do limited limited um prints of these boxes so there's not a huge supply out there so the demand shoots up pretty much instantly uh panini does a lot of sales on their on their homepage Sometimes they'll do, uh, Dutch auctions and, uh, you know, cause the demand is so strong. So they'll start it at a, at a super high price, uh, for a box and you're just pretty much waiting for it and hoping it drops in your price range, uh, so you can scoop up a box or two. But for the most part, um, you know, buying, buying boxes is kind of, uh, kind of a losing game these days unless you're doing it for the excitement factor. For the most part, you want to be hunting individual cards on, on eBay because that's, that's where you'll get your, your best in investment value.
3: I remember, uh, one year, of course, with Jordan and it was just all the perfect timing with all this, this documentary and everything right now. But when Jordan was going through, uh, I think it was his last championship that year, we'd found a couple unopened boxes of 86 Fleer basketball, mm. which is his first Fleer card. And you had the Barkley and the Elijah on and, and the Malone and Stockton and all those in that. It was an unbelievable box of cards. And the Jordan was basically, back then, ungraded $3,000 the minute you pulled it out of a pack. Mm-hmm. We sold a couple Jim at 10 ones for $40,000 a pop back then. Wow. But I remember we had this box, or a few boxes of 86 clear, and there were 36 packs in the box, I believe. And we were selling unopened packs and we would put their name on it, put them in a little thing. And so that people knew, all right, I got, you know, unopened packs, you don't know what's in it. And I, probably like 500 bucks a pack or something like that, 400 bucks a pack. You, we, we could have sold a million. I mean, people just to, to try to find that Jordan or to find that Pippin or whatever it was. They were, well, Pippin wasn't there yet, but you know what I mean? Uh, it, it was unreal. And it, it, it just because of the, the allure of the unopened pack, meaning nobody's touched the card yet, man, if I could get that eighty six clear Jordan, buddy, life's gonna be good. And it was it was amazing. I mean, unopened packs were the bomb.
1: People play the lotto for a reason. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> obviously funny. the odds are better. It's fun, right? It's fun. It's fun to think of the upside. Oh, you alluded to it, Simon. Oh, and-
2: real real quick, uh, Dean. I just looked up uh, that that Jordan card on the Market Movers tool. That oh no, what missing. is it? It's $45,100. So it's, In it's, a ten ten? it's, uh, it's value. Gem mint 10, yeah. 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 Gotta be a gem mint 10 for that.
3: Speaking of which we, we, uh, my show and, and, and myself helped, helped, uh, <laughs> def, dis, what am I trying to say? Invent the phrase gem mint 10, by the way. Yeah. I you gotta scream it too. too. Yeah, to this day, people walk by me and I'll be at a, and I'll, I'll even be at a wrestling star cast or something or whatever it is, and somebody walk by and go, "Gem Mint dead never gets old, man.
1: You put it in the banana where, where, where is
2: your royalties on Gem Mint Ten?
3: Yeah, it used to be just, it used to be just Mint or Mint Ten. Now it's Gem 10. You're right. So yeah. Beckett,
2: <laughs> Beckett has gotten into that that game too because these days with cards selling on eBay. Uh, the, the prices fluctuate daily. So, so a monthly price guide is pretty much obsolete at this point. So Beckett's gotten more into content and they've gotten into grading. So a Beckett, a Beckett 10 is worth more than a PSA 10 right now. Really? Yeah, yeah.
1: Their grading is a little bit more strict, basically, is what you're saying.
2: Yeah, yeah. They do a yeah. little more strict, but, A 9.5 on a Beckett is probably worth about or or can probably translate to a 10 in PSA depending on, you know, like what exactly the the, the scores of corners and edges and and surface and whatnot. Uh, But a Beckett 10 is worth more than a PSA 10. So if you're sending it to Beckett to get your grade, you're kind of rolling the dice hoping you get that 10 uh, because it's, probably be a little easier to get a 10 on, on PSA than it would be on Beckett. Interesting. Yeah.
1: I couldn't believe, and also in the documentary, they said that they sold a million copies of Beckett a month, which is amazing at its peak. I, I'm just I'm just shocked that Beckett is still around. I guess they sort of pivoted their uh, their company to some degree, Simon, mean they, they do some articles now and some online work, and they do green. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah
3: I've done, I've on done quite a – back in the day, I did quite a, quite a few uh, – they did quite a few articles on me. Ah, look at that. Don West, there it is.
2: Yeah. That's uh, that's when uh, Don and I started our company uh, in the late, you know, like 2009 or whatever we mentioned. Oh, earlier. tremendous!
1: What and did your company focus on? on we didn't really talk about that. What, what were you guys uh, specializing in?
3: Anything that we thought would sell, pretty much. I think <laughs> is what we were we were looking our, for. We were looking for that next thing, whatever it might right. be.
2: Uh, our, our initial goal was to turn Don into the next Billy Billy Mays, uh, like a a, a pitchman <laughs> for for everything. Yeah. Um and then we ended up getting more into uh collectibles again. And you know, uh, one thing led to another and then and then you know, just the situations changed and we ended up uh not shooting as many videos as we as we uh did when we first started and it just kinda drifted off.
3: Yeah, and I it moved. Was, it was fun, man. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, was. We, I moved. We me, you and Kenny. Me, you and yep, Kenny.
2: Kenny. Yeah. We we would do these uh these live Hack breaks on this website called Geek Week, and it was uh, streaming on Justin.tv, and we would get like fifty thousand viewers. It was it was pretty wow. crazy for a while there. Yeah, and that was in two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Like so that like um so the the market was pretty much dead at that point. It hadn't like started back up again.
1: That's a big um, number, the fifty thousand beat Was Justin.tv like a was it like a, a YouTube kind of sort of? um it was I don't recall. yeah it's, it's twitch
2: now twitch twitch beca- uh justin tv became twitch and okay. w- w- but we did have a big uh you know like a big exposure on on geek week so and and then justin tv geek week was associated with justin tv so they would get us on you know like the 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 homepage of justin tv so we we'd have a pretty pretty big exposure to and and then if you're watching the homepage of Justin or of uh, Justin TV. And you see Don West opening packs of cards. It's like, how can you not watch? You know, I'm in it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Is, is there anything you have today, Don? Like, is there don't uh, know you sold a bunch of stuff. Is there anything you don't want to sell? Like there's one piece of memorabilia, like one card you just, you just like, and it's like something you don't want to get rid of.
3: Yeah. There's a few things. It's funny. you brought that up. Um, uh... Uh, there was a particular card I saw uh, uh, that I know i've got somewhere and or thought I had somewhere, and uh, I realized I gave it away to somebody uh, which I used to love to do to I give cards all the time, but um I saw where are you kidding that card's selling for what I used to have that card, so my my poor wife she's she 's going through every box in the house and every box in the in the in the shed and every box, and we found cards i didn 't even know I still had but we couldn't find this particular card, And I mean, it was hilarious and we're just going through and I promise you we've, we've searched every inch of this place. To, it was a, it was a a Jordan rookie sticker is what it was from 86 clear. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't have it. I ended up, give, I it turns out I gave it away to somebody and back when it it, it had bloomed, it bloomed up again, but I have still got a few gems that I've collected to the past, but for the most part, um, now when I, when I moved to downsize and I moved out West, uh, um, you know, we just didn't have the room. So, uh, a, a, a couple big collectors got a hold of me and, and, uh, sold most of my inventory.
2: Yeah. Simon, same question? Um, last I knew of my inventory, <laughs> uh, it was at my parents' house and it was, uh, they moved to Vegas a couple years ago. So I'm kind of still trying to figure out where it all went. Uh, rumor has it that they may have given it to my brother, but my mom denies it. So I'm, I'm still trying to, uh, trying to track it down. <laughs> I might have to send a PI out there to figure it out. I know a guy. If
3: it, you DM me afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey Dean, there's something I want to tell you. Sure. Um, you were watching Jack of all trades and, and one of those things about Jack of all trades was, you know, they were going to these ball card shows. Well, back when our show hit its zenith in 96, 97, and Saturday Night Live and all that stuff was going on. And we were just rolling. Um, but we would go to all these national ball card shows. And, of course, you know, for me, that was – that would be my – that would be my heyday as far as going somewhere and everybody, you know, coming and wanting to meet you, knowing who you are. And, but the people that hated me at the time, which – and they had it – it's funny because they had it all wrong. I always thought – Were the dealers, the little dealers? They just thought I was the devil, you know. Look, this guy sold a thousand of these on TV for a hundred dollars, and they could buy them from me for fifty-nine bucks. And I'm like, that's probably what we did. We bought them from somebody for fifty-nine bucks, and we sold them for a hundred dollars. And I used to tell people, why aren't you using that in your store? As seen on TV for a hundred dollars, come in. I got it for. 50 bucks, and it's how you build a business. They used to look at it all wrong and, and just, yes, yeah, you can't do that. You can't sell them for that price. It's like, well, yes, we can, and yes, we did, but use that for your benefit. You,
1: know, you must have been like a big, you must have been like a celebrity walking down like in a, in a card show, like when people oh, see yeah. you. Oh yeah,
3: except uh, for the dealers. Except
1: yeah, for the yeah. Dealers. But every you must have been stopped like you're Jordan. You're you're the Jordan of the card show.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was kind of funny. But then, but the funny part about the dealers too would be like, well, I, I've got those cards for fifty bucks, and you're selling for a hundred. I'd be like, well, how many do you got? Be like, <laughs> well, we got fifty. Well, we'll take them all right now for fifty bucks. And they would be like, oh, <laughs> oh, well, if you're gonna go that route, and it's like. You know, guys, we're here for you. We're, we're actually building business and somebody that would never stop in your little, the little small store, which doesn't even already exist anymore, yeah. would have stopped in back then because they're like, Oh my God, you know, I saw that card on TV for a hundred bucks. Can I, can I get that for, I mean, we, we, we were, we were helping them build customers and some got it and some didn't.
1: It's funny because you mentioned Tiger Woods before and I think similarly like Dana, Danica Patrick, like a lot of the, like there, uh, a lot of other golfers begrudge Tiger Woods for all the popularity he was getting, all the eyeballs he was bringing in. It's like, well, you know, the money's trickling down also. Like <laughs> there's more eyeballs, more people watching, more attendance, yada, yada, yada. And Danica, like I'm sure there's more people watching NASCAR because of her and it brought more money to the sport for everybody. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. weird. It's weird that they would begrudge that idea, but that's a, uh, you know, I guess that's human nature, I suppose, Simon.
2: Yep. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's free promotion when when you have somebody on TV that gains that level of popularity and he's promoting the product that you're selling in your store. It's just, you know, it's kind of a kind of a no brainer to kind of uh, piggyback off of something.
3: Speaking like of the Tiger Woods, I just looked it up. It was it was it a was, uh, Grand Slam cards. Now this is the card. See if I can get it where people can see it with Grand, Grand Slam. Okay. This was the card at one point we were selling. Ah, I've got this light.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you can kind of make it out, Don. I mean, uh,
3: this is the card is. that was very popular there back you know. in the day. Sold, I can't tell you how many of these are sold for $5,000. Now, wow. let's see what this one's on eBay. And let's see. Set what, the
1: over-under, Simon. What's the over-under six,
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's under. <laughs> uh, it, it was Grand Slam Ventures was the name of the company. And it's 1650 bucks. so. Okay. It's, actually more, it's actually more now than it used to be, so 1650
2: bucks. And that's essentially like a rookie card, right? Very first card you've ever made of it. Okay. Don, I was going to say, if, if one in, your, in your leftover inventory, if you have any 1990 um, hoops, Michael Jordan's, I think. I think oh, it's I'm the sure. hoops or Skybox, like it's like eight hundred bucks or something for a Gem Mint Ten or
3: something. Is it really? Something like that. There were so many of those. That was the one brand we couldn't sell back then. I mean, you would sell them in, in groups, but like the hoops and Skybox and oh my gosh, I forgot about so many of those different uh, brands. There was that was the problem. There was too many brands of everything.
1: It can't be hoops because I have like ten of them just no, sitting right are. next to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they're Gen 10s, but uh, these are just sitting around. Yeah, Don, if you want, if you have any interest in, uh, I have a score Sammy Sosas. Do <laughs> you have any interest?
3: <laughs> I don't know if you know this story. Is it? Are you? I, what are the sayings I used to say on on? Uh, on um, Shop at Home every night was I'd have the 93 or the 89 Griffey Jr. rookie car. The uh-huh. 89 Upper Deck. And I'd always say, I'd always say, now here's my retirement plan. This 89 Upper Deck because back then it was hot. This is before we discovered all of the the shenanigans that was going on. But, yeah. but 89 Upper Deck and I'd say, one day this is going to be $1,000 a piece and I'm going to collect 1,000 of them and that's how I'm going to have my first million dollars. <laughs> and I said that every night. So I'm watching... A few years later, I'm watching in the nineties, I'm watching this movie. It was a Spike Lee movie called Girl Six. Okay. Okay. She was, she became a phone, uh, operator, you know, the, the right. six talk or something. And Quentin Torn, T- Tina was even in the movie and, and Spike Lee's in the movie and, and Teresa Randall plays the main star. It's called Girl Six. And she's trying to, she wants to be a Hollywood star, but she can't get, make it. So she's trying to make money any way she can. So Spike Lee plays her roommate. And she looks at Spike and she says, well, what's your retirement plan? <laughs> he goes, you want to know what my retirement plan is? And he holds up the 89 Upper Deck Griffey Jr. And he says, my retirement plan is to get about 2,000 of these when they're a $1,000 a piece. And I'm going to have a couple million dollars. Wow. And- it was verbatim from the show. And then I found out that, yeah, he watched the show all the time. He, he's a huge sports card collector and, and baseball card collector. But that was so funny. When I, I watched it. Spike Lee. And if you watch Girl 6, it's in like the first 20, 25 minutes of the movie, right around the 20-minute mark or so, somewhere in there. And, and Spike Lee does my Kid Griffey Jr. spiel to the girl going, here's my retirement. That's man. awesome. Yeah, it's tremendous.
1: So Spike Lee, Charlie Sheen, Will Ferrell, uh, Mark Hamill, at least a part of the, you know, the Star Wars world. Who else? Is there anybody else that is like a sneaky, like a big, big sports fan collector? Anybody else you kind of had in the show? That was uh, interesting to have on or an anecdote. Well, like, I,
3: I got to do the show with so many great guys. Yeah. I, was, I was talking on my radio show today about the, the, the nicest guy I ever did the show with and I was selling his jerseys and he actually asked that I do it because they were going to do Uh, Magic Johnson and we did this two hour program and it was just, uh, he was the greatest. He was the greatest. But I mean, I've done it with Bob Gibson. I've done it with Sammy Sosa. We had Sammy Sosa on the show. I mean, so many, when we got that big, so many athletes would come on and we and we'd sell their memorabilia. Joe Montana. We just, in fact, Joe Montana. Um, I don't know if it's just an R-rated blog or.
1: <laughs> or, uh, Are you going to out Rudy for being a made-up story? Is that what's going to happen here? You no.
3: Know, <laughs> Joe Montana signed it. We, we sold so much mu- uh, merchandise for Joe Montana. He made so much money on us. You know, we'd sell – he'd autograph stuff for us and we'd sell it. And And I was with him one day and he gave me this picture of the catch after he threw the the ball to Dwight Clark. And, and he's got his hands up in the air. And, and he signed it to me and my wife and he said to Don and Terry, keep selling all my crap. But he didn't say crap. <laughs> he said, you know, to Don and Terry, keep selling all my shit. It was a hilarious, fat, And, and I, I had that on my wall forever, you know, but, uh, you got to meet a lot of, a lot of great people like that.
2: I got That's a couple of sure. in, interesting nuggets based on what you were just talking about there, Don. That Griffey Jr. upper deck rookie has, has become hot again. Uh, it's, at fifteen fifty two right now. Really? 10 10. Yeah, yeah, for PSA ten.
1: Wait, fifteen dollars and fifty two cents or fifteen hundred no, wait.
2: No, uh fifteen hundred and fifty two.
1: Wow. Wait for the eighty nine per that Griffey, the ones that are millions out there?
3: Well, there you go. See, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's
2: It's a retirement plan again.
3: It's, it's like, uh, the stock market. You just gotta just sit back and let it take. It'll always come back. So I should have held on to all those.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people who probably just threw their old cards in the trash at this point, you know, and, and and increase the scarcity. But, you know, obviously there's still a ton out there, but there's a nostalgia thing going on right now with this Michael Jordan rookie. I think people are starting to, Get back into sports cards. They're looking at their, uh, their old cards and whatnot. That Jordan, uh, that I was mentioning earlier, the 89, uh, Hoops Jordan, uh, PSA 10 is 155. So it's 155 bucks if you, if you still have, uh, have those lying around anywhere. I mean, wow.
3: I remember that, when you, it wasn't a dollar.
2: Yeah. It wasn't worth anything. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, even, even when it came out. So.
3: Yeah, I know. It was like a throw yeah. in.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah, so this right now, like that's all nostalgia um, with this documentary coming out. So if you got any any bulls from that era, that's where you want to uh, look to sell them on eBay right now while they're hot
1: uh these are these nine 90 I'm, I'm getting excited now these might actually be worth something <laughs> i can't remember these are eighty nine ninety 90 or, or nine eighty nine ninety or ninety ninety one. but uh they gotta be psa 10s though dean yeah well, yeah, yeah like, i mean they have i have not protected them perfectly over the years what do you want from me they're <laughs> yeah. just sitting in my closet these are the only ones that actually salvage but uh yeah along with uh, some randy johnson 90 bowman cards at least it's 90 it's very important to have or oh, the, day,
3: the day I knew that what baseball cards could do for somebody, I was living in Knoxville, Tennessee in the eighties, early eighties, mid eighties, and I, and I was an assistant manager at the Kenny shoe store. Okay. Woo. I managed the Kenny shoes in the mall. Okay. So I'm making probably a whopping $175 a week, you know, as 90 hours a week, $175. But there was this uh, sports card show that came into the mall. And a friend said, Hey, do you wanna sit with me? And and I said, Well, can I bring some of my old cards? So and at the time I didn't understand the grading and all that stuff too much. And I had a boatload of cards. So I went through and 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 well actually the first day I just went to watch and and I was watching to see what people were looking for and I came up on an idea and the next day I showed up and I went through all my cards at night and I pulled out all the Pete Roses, Johnny Bench's, Willie Mays, Hank Aaron's. I mean, think about the era that I collected in sixty eight to seventy five. You know, Robin Younts, George Brett's, uh Willie Starge's Willie McCovey's. Now these were all cards that had never been protected, never been, you know, basically they're in a little little the flimsy holt seals. At this point, and I put, I just, but I had thousands of them, but I took it to the thing. I put a bowl on the table and I put all these cards in it and I said, your choice, 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden word got out and we had a line going down the mall. Everybody's trying, okay, I'll take the 69 McCovey. I'll take the 70 McCovey, 10 bucks. You know, you weren't going to, nobody was going to dicker on price. This was a one shot, $10 deal. And I made like five, six hundred bucks in one day. And I went, oh, shit, we got to figure this out. And from time to time after that, when I had no money, I would go to a there was a local ball card shop and I'd take him a dozen cards and he'd give me a hundred bucks and boom, <laughs> let's, let's go drinking. You know, I mean, it was uh, and then, of course, it led to something else. But but uh, that's when I really realized that when I thought, you know what people nostalgia, man, they want their superstars from those when they were kids and, uh, it was the truth.
1: Yeah. I mean, I used to tend those, uh, I mean, I don't know if they're sprouting back up again, but like you said, the the sports card, uh, memorabilia shows in the mall. Uh, I mean, I was in South Florida, like the world's largest mall down there in in Sawgrass and just massive. Like it it goes on hundreds and hundreds of dealers. And I assume this stuff is kind of sort of sprouting up again to some extent. And we saw in Jack of all trades, I guess that that was fairly recent in the, you know, 15, 16, something like that. So, uh, Hopefully, it, it's the interesting making interesting to making a comeback.
3: I'm excited for it. To, you know, I'm, hey, I'm feeling I mean, nostalgic talking about uh, all these cards. Know, like, hey, who knows what's going on in this world right now? It may become an internet world. We could be doing all that again, Simon. So let's don't let's let's don't forget how we did all that,
2: man. We <laughs> <laughs> <Add> the infrastructure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Simon, are you getting antsy? Or are you feeling? like You wanted to open up? We promised the top of this podcast. Yes. Of course, that, uh, I want to see you open up that box. Uh, once yeah, again, Simon, what's that box you know. have for the people? That to, just to reiterate, it's a Panini
2: Contenders Panini Optics Contenders Optic Football Hobby Box, and it's
3: guaranteed two autographs.
2: Uh, not guaranteed. It, on on average, though, two autographs. Well,
1: what's it say yeah. on the box? What's, it what's says coming? two autographs, and then there's like some small words below that. And
3: it might say on average yeah. per
2: per <laughs> per box on average.
3: <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Let's see how. Let's see if we hit the average there.
1: Always read the fine <laughs> print. Don, Don do you have uh, any night. packs to show them up by chance? So they, they, they well, I sign I, don't, if any... I, don't,
3: I don't think you can show up a a, a <laughs> box that's guaranteed a couple autographs. But you know what? I got some '86 tops right here, buddy. I got some '86. Seven unopened top, he's still got the gum
2: inside, man. Are you
3: kidding? Yes! Let's go old school! Okay, you want me to crack one? Yeah, yeah. By my math,
1: that's a 33 year old gum, give or take. uh. All right.
3: I want you all to see this. There. Let's see where. uh Uh oh. Uh oh. Look at the gum. <laughs> uh, it's like petrified. it's broken up already. That oh, is thirty-two-year-old gum. I will not put that in my mouth. But uh, it was bad,
1: but it was fresh. For the record, it was bad in nineteen eighty-seven. That was bad gum. <laughs> oh.
2: is, is there a gum stain on the on the card that it was up against?
3: Uh, nope. Believe it or not, it, no, it really doesn't not. have. All right, let's see here. All ready? All right. <laughs> What are we looking for? McGuire? Uh, uh, 87, Barry Bonds rookie. Um, The Mark McGuire rookie was 85, where he had the Olympic hat on uh, when he played on the Olympic team. Tops, yeah. That was his first actual. 84 tops
2: traded, I believe.
3: uh, 85 tops was the McGuire.
2: The Olympic, yeah.
3: 84 tops, or 82 traded was Ripken. 84 was Clemens. Um. Let's see here. There's Ed Romero. Okay, George Hendrick. I love watching Big George. Great ball player. Steve Buschel. Ed Wajna. Okay, we're rolling now, buddy. Ed Berg. <laughs> Chris Chambliss. Big, oh, hom- yeah, homer. Big, big homer for the Yankees in the day. Jim Traber. Oh, here's Cub Chico Walker. All right. <laughs> Uh, what's this, the old uh, top spring fever, win a trip for four, there you go. I think
1: it's already happened, fairly <laughs> certain.
3: Russ <laughs> Mormon, Doug Desensee, Reggie, oh, Bert, be home by 11, right here. <laughs> there you go. We got a Hall of Famer. We he got a Hall of Famer. Yeah.
1: for Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs>
3: He's
1: got the certainly Bert.
3: <laughs> Jay tibbs look how many cards are in this pack. Milt Thompson, Jim Presley, T. R. Burden and the man from the 1997 World Series, Tony Fernandez, right there, buddy. There we are. Yeah. There's that '87 tops right there,
1: gum <laughs> and all. We talk about the cards being flooded. In my head, 1987 tops is like the card that was like made more than anything else. Like, I've moved, like, four times and had four different couches, and I'm fairly certain I still have 1987 Tops cards in my couch right now. (laughs)
3: 87 Tops, 88 Tops, 91, 92 Upper Deck. They just made $10 and, like, 91 Donruss, 92 Donruss. Those guys just killed the market,
2: man. (laughs) It's it's too bad with Upper Deck, too, because when that card came out, like, they changed the quality of those cards, man. Like there it is such a high quality of that card.
3: Well, it was, it was counterfeit proof was the whole point with the hologram. Oh, yeah. <laughs> look, look at the gum. <laughs> Can you guys see that?
2: Yeah. Oh man. Uh, it's uh oh that's uh, it's stuck, it stuck to the card. It's stuck to the card.
1: Hope that's not a good player. Is that eighty uh, What we're we looking at? What year? 86 I got 80, eight?
3: 80, that's eighty six tops right there. Hey, I got the proverbial checklist, too, by gosh. Oh, there. You? Yeah.
2: Yeah. That was always the worst. The worst in was getting that check- checklist. Yeah,
3: but when you're trying to complete a set to find one in mint condition, not, yeah. not, with, not with any ink stain. Oh, I got a Dale Murphy, guys. There you Brett, go. Brett Saberhagen, great player. Mm-hmm. Dale Murphy. MLB's Harold Reynolds. Turn back the clock. Frank Robinson. Oh, what a pack, man. <laughs> uh, Dennis Rasmussen. Jack. H- oh, Gary Carter. Hall of oh, Famer.
2: The kid. There you go.
3: <laughs> Top Fever. Roger McDowell from the infamous Seinfeld scene where him and uh, Keith Hernandez. Second Spitter. Yeah, the Spitter. There you go. <laughs> Gary Maddox, great center fielder. Rick Cerrone, catcher. What do we got here? Uh, Hojo, Howard Johnson. Oh, look at this one. Kirk Gibson. Kirk Gibson, baby. (laughs) That's gotta be a, that's gotta be a $500 pack right there. (laughs) At minimum.
1: You got any, uh, is that is that it for you, Don? Do you have any other packs lurking, or are we going to move on to uh... –
3: No, go ahead. I, I'm going to have to run here shortly, so uh, <laughs> go see. ahead. i got to see Simon open up that box.
1: All right, Simon. Let's let's see if we've uh, spent our $150 wisely. Sounds good. Uh, Billy, props That's to nice. Simon for – not. A, he's had this box in his house in his possession for, like, what, five or six days, and I know That's you've been antsy. You've been wanting to open it so many different times, but uh, thank yeah. you for waiting.
2: There was no way I was going to open this box without Don West on the, uh, on the podcast. <laughs> All
3: right, let's see what you got here. Where'd he go?
1: I don't know. I'm not really sure where he went to, but I'm um, sure he'll be back shortly. But, uh, yeah, he opened it the other day, and he got a, he got a Bosa rookie card from, from San Fran. What was interesting is uh, it wasn't the actual card. It was the promise of a card coming in the mail. Basically, they get these rookies to sign cards, and I guess he didn't sign it in time. So it's just like an insert that says, like, oh. you're going to get a BOSA card in the mail at, at some point, which is
3: oh, that's just so sweet. weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, it's it's,
2: it's a, a redemption card because the, uh, the player hasn't uh, returned all the autographed cards yet. So oh, okay. Okay. Simon, so, mean, what are we looking at right now? Uh, we are about to be positioning the camera. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs>
1: okay.
3: Was, right.
1: <laughs> I was wondering what we're checking out.
3: I didn't know. like some. I didn't know where we were going there.
1: But Don, you mentioned your radio show. Uh, tell us about your radio show. Where, where can people find you these days?
3: I think it just you know how the internet is. It, uh, you can pick it up on KPQ.com. You can um, you can download uh, KPQ as the, the radio station. It's uh, a 560 AM KP. Uh, we're the we're the largest radio station in Central Washington, and it's a news station. But my show is uh, sports and and pop culture from two to five pacific time every day and it's uh it's pretty big and it's a lot of fun and we we were we're in a huge 250 mile radius to get the show and then um of course you know we get a lot of people online and and um you can download the kbq app and get it or or get it many other ways but uh i do it every day monday through friday uh two to five pacific time and uh it's a lot of fun
1: it sounds like fun. Simon's getting antsy. I see Simon is is he positioning the box here, Simon? I can't always really see what's going on. You're opening it up right now?
2: Yeah, I gotta get the cellophane off.
1: You gotta that's get the cellophane the, off uh, before the show. Come on, Simon. <laughs> well I gotta prove that it's sealed. I can't
0: like have an <laughs> unsealed box here.
3: Yeah, that's true.
2: <laughs> come on, Dean. Fair enough. <laughs> what kind of hey, what kind of business were you pulling off at those card shows? Hey, man?
1: man, you know you don't just all of a sudden come into a hundred nineteen ninety score, Sammy Sosa, unless
3: some some <laughs> shenanigans. Oh, that's tremendous. The ninety hoops, Michael Jordan, is now worth something. All right, what do we got there? All right, back to Simon. There, I can't. You got the box.
2: yep we got the box. Let's open there it up go. here. great presentation. The solo pack here, guys. The, solo pack. <laughs> uh, the
3: one pack inside. Okay.
2: Let's get my sausage fingers in there. Oh, this
3: is just drama. <laughs> right.
2: And what, uh, remind the people again, what, what are we looking for,
1: Simon? What, what are the winners here? We want Murray, right? We want we're Kyler looking,
2: Murray. Yeah, autographed rookies. <laughs> um, particularly, Ky- Kyler Murray is the guy that we're looking for. Um, we
3: split the, the Kyler Murray if you get it. <laughs> Four-way split. We will we'll make sure Devin's part of this. <laughs> Simon's going, there's no way we're splitting if I get a guy of
1: Devin's producing, but he's out in another world. He doesn't care about baseball cards.
3: I'm fairly certain.
1: <laughs>
3: well, he does if it's a $100,000 card. That's that's a good point. <laughs> he's all of a sudden interested. In I stuff. didn't collect Beanie Babies, but I sure sold a whole heck of a lot of them.
2: <laughs> uh... Dean actually, I mean, uh, Don actually made that uh, that market, man. I did. Yep. The Beanie uh, Baby market?
3: Uh, yep. Yeah, it was crazy. We sold almost uh, $60 billion a year in Beanie Babies. And I tried to give it to another department, and they didn't want the handout. And I said, well, I'll go sell them. But they said, well, you sell them. I said, okay. All of a sudden, it was crazy. This is back in the old days before they just mass-produced everything again. But it was wild.
1: Pat Tillman, American Hero. All right, guys. can't see. Uh, yeah what is that like a special like what it says season what what
2: it's a what it's an homage to i suppose it sounds like a
3: there you go there i can see it
2: um oh they're thick cards too it's number number one of the set so that's interesting i don't believe it's a limited edition i think it's just a special uh special base card it looks like but i'll do some more digging on that
3: there you go what else you got bud
2: Alright, so we got uh Drew Brees. Oh man, what a set. Winning ticket it's called.
3: That's so that's that's an... twelve grand right there. So you're looking at about thirty <laughs> grand. This
2: this might be the uh the insert. What does that mean? That's like a kind of a worthless card? Uh yeah, twenty three out of seventy five, so not completely
3: but, Oh I um... said twelve grand. It's about six hundred. Sorry.
2: Yeah. Mostly, like rookie rookie cards are are the ones that hold the most value in in these in these kinds of cards. If this was autographed, it'd obviously be a different story. But uh, <laughs> it looks like it's a uh, you know like a standard insert type card. But I'll have to look that up. I'm not. Too
1: Bad ready. news, Simon. I did a quick Google. Apparently, that Pat Tillman card is a dollar on eBay.
2: <laughs> well, there
1: you
3: go. All
2: right, so we got okay. Here we got a rookie, uh, Darius Shepard, right? Uh right, well. uh this is a six out of ten. So if Darius Shepherd ends up you know having a big year, uh So we
3: we save it. that one for the possibilities, okay.
2: Yep. Yep, we'll save that for possibilities. Uh-huh. Um let's see. Oh we got a cardinal in here. Who's he gonna be? Kyler Murray? Ah, Andy Isabella. Oh man, oh, what a, what a tease. tease. What a tease. <laughs> but it's autographed. It's it is uh it is an autographed Cardinals uh rookie card. Yeah,
3: but it's it's Andy Isabella. That's all I'm gonna yep.
1: say. The yep, funny thing Isabella. is though, like a lot of DFS people love Andy Isabella. They're just oh, waiting for him know. to get a crack. Uh yeah. um, they're waiting for him to get a chance and you know he's got a he's got speed to burn, but for whatever reason he could not get in the field last year.
2: Now, this is a, this is a, another good variation, but it's uh it's Juwan Winfrey. Um it's a good, uh, it's a, it's a green, I think green pulsar is what they're called.
3: Oh, I like it. Looks cool. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's a very, Pretty very cool looking card. This is, I, this is the optic uh, technology. Ooh. Kind of getting kinda vertigo like here watching is. this.
3: Yeah. Alright, lay it yeah. over there, buddy.
2: Last that one. 20, oh,
3: it's 20, another Kyle. <laughs> Twenty out of twenty-seven. There
2: you go. And then we got uh, <laughs> Kyle Allen. There we are. So kind of kind of a dud uh, uh. dud set unless one of those rookies ends up. Uh, well, that's uh, that's how they do here. it. Yeah. So mm. nothing uh, nothing too spectacular. Kind of a uh, a build up for for uh, for a dud there.
1: If anybody could sell it, though, Don could sell it. <laughs> Well, a, I, gotta get back. I gotta
3: get back in form, man. I gotta <laughs> get back in form, man. Uh, are you kidding, Drew Brees? Or that, that the guy's the all-time record holder and everything? I mean, it's just a. He should be on the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. And Danny Isabella, are you DFS fans? You know exactly what that means.
2: Danny Isabella. Oh,
3: my gosh. Kyle Allen. Let me tell you a little something about Kyle Allen. He plays football. Uh He does play football. (laughs) That is factually correct. Good stuff, guys.
1: It's been a lot of fun, Don. Uh, before we get out of here, Simon, we should tell the people about, uh, or just in general, Rotograd is what we're doing as far as the sports cards collecting, and you have more knowledge of this than I do. Uh, tell the people yeah. what's what to be looking for. Uh,
2: we've teamed up with a site called sportscardinvestor.com, and they have a market mover tool which helps you find value in the market. It helps you um, figure out how much a card that you want to buy on eBay is worth so you can try to... Um, try to find value on, on eBay. It's, it's kind of the Wild West on eBay because everybody sells for, obviously, what, whatever price that, that they choose to list at. So if you're armed with knowledge of, of what the typical uh, market price of cards are, you can, you can you know, place an offer below or, or try to get a card closer to that market value. Um, good
3: idea. That's a really good yeah, idea.
2: Yeah, for sure. They do a lot of charts and stuff too so you can see which cards are hot, which cards are selling uh currently. Um, just just a really good tool for finding value in the market. Um especially with monthly magazines being obsolete now, you need a way to uh to value cards so you know you're not paying overpaying for a card or or you're getting a good a good price on a card and and this this helps out with that tremendously and uh we are offering a deal at roto grinders right now uh where if you use the code grinders for signing up for a subscription there at at sportscardsinvestor.com uh, you'll get 20% off your um your first month of your subscription price there
1: uh, lots of fun, Don. As far as catching up, getting some nostalgia. Uh, once we hang up with this phone call, I'm going to uh see if I can find that Will Ferrell skit. I want to see it. I want to watch that. I want to watch you swimming. You mentioned the guy, somebody selling knives, and I was thinking of the guy that had the accident selling knives live on Home Shopping. It was a was it one of those stations? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that was that was off. That's
3: one of those. Who was that? Was that Sean? Was that Sean?
1: I don't know who it was.
3: Simon? No, I'm I
1: hope that,
2: he's that, fine.
3: Simon was there. Was that Sean that, that had the accident with the knife? I think.
2: That I think it might have been uh I was there in two thousand uh two thousand through I'm
3: thinking Sean Leffler, is who I was thinking it was. I, I don't know.
2: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't doesn't hey, sound familiar. I, um, I had a
3: couple of I was
2: of there time. I I left right at, um right before the guy on the ladder fell down. Oh, uh, okay. so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was right after I right after I left for WWE. Um But I I just want to add, too, uh, with Roto-Grinders, we've started up a bunch of sports card investing content. So we're going to be having weekly articles and videos that we're posting and and podcasts with uh, Dean and myself. And we're going to have a weekly show as well. So keep an eye on that to get ideas for what to invest in for sports cards and taking a look at new cards coming out and cool new brands and stuff like that. So it'll be fun. And uh it's been uh, been awesome uh, talking to you again, man. Good
3: to see you, my friend. You look great, and uh, uh, it's good to see your daddy now. And and um, again, uh, always great to revisit with you. Good to see you again, Dean. I remember us doing those fun things a few years ago. And, um, the Don West 3000? Is that? The Don <laughs> West 3000. Yeah. There you go. 3000
1: man. It's yeah. really inside. If you're a rotor gunner's member and you're watching that, and you're old school. You know what we're talking about. Ah, uh, tremendous, tremendous.
2: That's guys, a, thank you for letting boner me. level.
3: There you yeah. go. Thank you guys for letting me be a part of this. I, I uh, really appreciate
1: it. Yeah, uh, Don. One last time. Where can the people okay. find you on the interwebs they, if they want to? Uh, they want to seek you out. Well, you know, tell them uh, your your Twitter. Uh, yeah.
3: the, it's it's uh, well, on my Twitter is uh, at Don West Deals. Um, I still kept the same one from our Don West uh, uh, show that Simon and I started. That's where I started the Twitter, and I've still got it, Don West Deals. Uh, and then um, they can always listen if they want to my radio show uh, from 2 to 5 uh, Pacific time, every single day, Monday through Friday, uh, KPQ, uh, uh, 560, KPQ.
1: It was a blast. Early enjoyed it. Uh thank you for letting me join in the reunion of like two old friends. Thank <laughs> <was guys>. si- <laughs> thanks, Simon. Thanks, Don, uh Don. And thank you, uh thank you to Devin for producing the show. Much appreciated. I'm Dean. Uh and stick around again. Stay tuned for more Rotor Runners content when it comes to sports and memorabilia. We're out of here. Enjoy your day. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Holler.